Hold on to your hats, the countdown to the biggest wellness event of the year is on. Join us on August 15 and 16 in Melbourne for not one, but two days of Powerhouse Wellness, featuring 11 of Australia's most inspiring, entertaining, educating, fermentating speakers. Damo, what is fermentating? MP, I'll tell you at the summit. Your favourite wellness couch speakers are joined by special guest Nat Kringudis on all things hormones and female health. Join the Up For A Chat girls, the wellness guys, the natural nutritionist Steph Lowe, Kale Brock, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witt, Marcus Pierce, and the rest of your favourite wellness couch podcasters. Regular and VIP tickets are still available, but hurry before this summit is sold out. For tickets, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. The Wellness Summit is proudly brought to you by Well & You. Be someone that makes you happy. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the head honcho of Healthy Hackers. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hi, Damo. Come here, Marcus. How are you, mate? You know you are the head honcho because you are like, you're almost, Damo, you are almost the godfather of healthy hackers oh, in the health wow. world. Well, I think when you get called the godfather, you've reached a level of seniority in years, which means I'm getting closer to 100 not out. That's what I'm not going to. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't going to call you the grandfather, so I'm yeah, going to call you the godfather. godfather. I don't mind that actually. I like. Yeah. I love being a godfather. You are good. I you are. I love, well, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. I actually don't mind taking that on. I'm happy with that one. You know when you're going to most enjoy being the godfather? No. Is when we're in Ikaria. In 2016, there's yeah. been a bit of concern. Oh, this is interesting. We better, we'll talk about this before we get on to our special guest. Special guest. I had an email from one of our Ikaria uh, attendees, a little bit concerned at the economic crisis <laughs> increase at the moment. I've had conversations. Uh, yep. Yeah. And I said, look, don't worry, Ikaria will still be there. Yeah, it's not and going anywhere. It's despite, not the fact, despite the fact that it is a part of Greece, it's far closer to Turkey. Yeah. So whatever happens in Greece, we'll just fly to Turkey. Maybe Let's fly to Istanbul. Let's Istanbul, do that. Oh. Get a ferry down from Istanbul or Kushadasi yeah. on the coast yeah. there. Why don't we uh, The only way, Damo, mm-hmm. we are not going to Ikaria is if the airlines crumble, the ferries crumble, and you and I cannot swim and carry our attendees <laughs> from Australia. I'm happy to, to – I'll get one of those blow-up boats. Yes. Yeah. We'll get a, rub, we'll get a rubber, rubber ducky. ducky. We'll do a rubber 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 ducky. And maybe you could do a, a salt bowel cleanse to give us some propulsion. Well, I might need that if I'm going to carry all these people over. <laughs> if you want to find out how to get a dinghy over to Ikaria with Damo and I. a salt you, bowel cleanse. 2016, there'll be lots of salt in that water. Oh, my Go gosh. to www.100notout. That's 100notout.com yep. for all the details. We'd love to have you join us in Ikaria. Now, Damien, yes. we have had a big year of new shows on the haven't we? But let's just let's just be let's just be a little bit honest here. One of the most well received podcasts has definitely been the Vitality Hackers. Has so, and I call them I call them demo, and this is no no uh, no threat to you, but I call them the new generation 
of wellness, guys. Even though they have some estrogen on their couch with the beautiful Hannah Pickford, yes. today we are joined by the super charming and charismatic chiropractor and Vitality Hackers co-host, Dr. Nick Gentile. Nick is determined to help people improve their life through understanding some of the more powerful hacks or tactics you can employ in your life in order to become healthier. Today, to give us a 100 not out slant on Vitality Hacks, it's a very warm welcome to Dr. Nick Gentile. Hi there, Nick. How are you guys going? Going excellent. Thanks, Nico. Oh, I'm I'm quite excited about Icaria. I kind of want to get on the boat with you guys. Oh, you're Italian, mate. Can't have you. Sorry. <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs> no pasta. Sorry. No. no pasta, no bread. Oh, there'll be heaps of bread and wine. Don't worry about that. You should come with us. That'll be great, Nick Gentili. Mm, it would be a lot of fun getting across there. Now, there's a couple of little funny things, Dr. Nick. One is Dr. Nick because he's a chiropractor or he's a doctor on um, on The Simpsons. I think that's, that's right. Really and, funny. and I often start my uh, my talks, my public speaking performances yeah. with "Hi everybody." <laughs> Hi everybody. <laughs> sometimes it goes down well. Sometimes not so much. But it's okay. Sometimes people it. have no idea what you're talking about. But sometimes people absolutely cack themselves. That's, that's so right. Funny. That's I right. Love it. I love it. And the other thing is, hackers, when I read that, I'm like, why would you want to hack Vitality? What's wrong with Vitality? Vitality sounds amazing. I didn't realize, because I'm so old, that a hack is something that you, you (laughs) you use to support or to grow or to... Um, mix up or to use as a tactic to get involved in making things even better. I didn't know you could get any better than Vitality, but you guys have found ways to get better than Vitality. What are your most powerful hacks, Nico? Well, well, the most powerful, I have to say, is knowing your purpose for Vitality. So... um, one of our episodes is um, is solely dedicated to working out exactly what it is that you want from life and why being healthy helps you along that path. So what I've found with, um, with patients in practice and just people that I meet in the street is finding out exactly what it is about their life that they want to change, which health is a pathway to. Um, and so what I use is what I call the uh, what for cascade. So I'll give you an example. Someone might say, I want a new car. And then you say, okay, what do you want a new car for? And they say, because I want to go faster. Okay, what do you want to go faster for? So that I can see more places and, and go and do more things in a, in a more appropriate time. You say, what do you want to do that for? And essentially what you get to is their core belief, which for them in that car example is freedom. They want to feel free. Right. And yeah. so with something like health, you say, Oh, you know, I want, I don't want any back pain. And so what do you want to get rid of your back pain for? So that I can um, play with my kids better or so that I can play footy better or et cetera, et cetera. And you keep going down along that cascade until you get to that core belief that you actually want to be healthier for. And by using that, it's much easier to make the difficult transitions and difficult changes in your health um, going forward because you connect it to that one belief. So that's almost like uh, I love I love I love this direction that you're going in. It's almost like finding out, and this is what I think all health professionals would be very very good to do is almost finding out what the highest value is of your clients, patients, community coming into your practices. You want to recognize what do they value so much in life that they're going to do whatever it takes in order to help themselves become more vital. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's something that most people probably wouldn't know. So it's a really good exercise to actually write that down and and go through that cascade. I call it the what for cascade, but you go through that until you, and there's a feeling that you'll get and it'll be a very uh, 
very congruent feeling and you'll know it when when you get to that point that's like yes this is exactly what i need this activity for i love it i love it okay so that's that's life purpose and damo and i both i mean that's been one of our big um awakenings almost on doing 120 odd episodes of 100 not out is the the importance of of knowing what it is that you love to do and then obviously going in and doing what you love so that's a big one in terms of uh life purpose and that's a real dnm in terms of a hack what What about what's a dnm dnm deep and meaningful Oh, D and M. Oh, yeah, right. D I thought M. you did three letters. Oh, yeah, like picks up the yeah. England we are. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you've got the deep and meaningful hack, which yes. I love. Yes. People are foodies. I mean, I look at the people that are coming to the summit, the people that are speaking at the summit. We've always said we could do a whole summit just on food because people mm. are just enamored by all things food. Mm. What for you? Nico, has been one of the, the biggest, um, most wowsy kind of food hacks that you guys have either come across or taught on Vitality Hackers. Ooh, that's a good one. The best food hack I have is to make sure that your lunch is as chocked full of vegetables as it can be. So um, a very big one that I do is I often, sometimes I use frozen vegetables, sometimes fresh, depending on what I've got access to. But my lunch generally will be a massive bowl of vegetables, a little bit of protein, and then some carbohydrates, whatever is appropriate at the time. But I always try and make sure that I get at least two cups of vegetables at lunchtime. It's very easy to do. You can It's something that you can take to work easily because they're, they're quite delicious whether they're cold or warm. And I always just make sure I smash the vegetables at lunchtime. Smash them, as in like you get a potato <laughs> smasher. Or smash, smash, them. smash them all up and then just shove them all down my throat. Ooh, I love it. Fist first. Can't I love you it. See Nick with like an absolute hammer after his shift in the morning and he's got his pumpkin and his cauliflower and his broccoli. He's just doing Hanging some exercise at the same time. Broccoli's That's still right. in his teeth. That's right. I'm doing, I'm doing air squats while I eat my vegetables. <laughs> I love it. Now, I listened to a podcast that you and the Vitality Hackers did recently while I was lounging around in Thailand at 31 yep. degrees, pure sun next to the pool. Just yep. letting you know that's where I was. Oh, thank you. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. And you guys were talking about uh, the concept of fasting. Now, Jabe said um, that... Uh, it was not so much about um, regularly fasting with routine, but having things varied. So actually mixing it up a little bit. That he said that was a significant life hack. You didn't like that because you know you love food and you're a foodie. Let's place yes. it, Nico. And um, and you know what? Do you, what's your feeling? What's your take? Do you, do you reckon that uh, fasting or actually starving yourself from time to time intermittently, in other words, not with routine, is a significant life hack? Or do you reckon the veggies at lunchtime is more important? I think fasting is a really great hack. And it's funny because I was looking at my life after that episode, after we recorded that episode, mm-hmm. and I realised that I actually intermittent fast by accident uh, because I don't like to eat before I train. So when I train in the morning, I normally train about 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so generally I'll, I'll go to bed at night and, and wake up and I won't eat anything before I train because often that will come back out. So what I've realized... Haven't you heard our podcast on that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I guess that I did a ripper podcast on that one. <laughs> and, so, and so what I've found is that I actually intermittently fast. And what I find is that when I do train in the morning, I've got a lot more energy than when I've got an afternoon session after I've eaten. So I think that, and definitely as Jabe was saying, to mix it up and do a couple of days of no food or one day of no food or, or fast in little breaks, I think is the way to go. Because if we look at humans as they are, and I, I know a lot of people talk about the paleo diet and, and paleolithic era, 
era. Mm. But what people don't realize is the Paleolithic era, humans were exactly the same as we are now. That's where Homo sapiens are from, right? So if our bodies are designed to survive and thrive in these situations, then we've got to try and mimic exactly how food was available and what we ate at that time because they were the very first humans, exactly the same as us, not cavemen, not with big foreheads, not with clubs and those sorts of things. I've got exactly a big forehead. You've got a big forehead? Yeah, I think it's because I'm receding. But yeah. uh, you know what's interesting? I've got some theories on that, Nico. I want to hear your theories, Damo. Yeah, because I'm not anti-paleo um, yeah. by any – well, I'm anti the idea that we haven't evolved mm-hmm. because we've evolved. And, and the reason why I know that we've evolved is because we encounter daily stresses that are way more significant than um, anything that the Paleolithic people actually ever encountered. Like from an environmental toxicity perspective, whether it be yes. EMR, whether it be chemicals, whether it be pollution, blah, 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 all that sort of yes. thing, 3M, you know, washing detergents, all that sort of stuff that we come into contact with, our liver has had to evolve to deal with all those chemicals. Now, albeit there's been a massive load in the last 100 years or so since the mm-hmm. Industrial Revolution, and we've had to evolve very, very quickly. But if we brought in Ceno Man, if we went out and you know started digging around and melted some ice blocks and found in Ceno Man and then and brought him back into now, I don't think he would survive for many days. I think he'd die very quickly because we've had to evolve to be able to handle our environment. Now... In order to do that, that shows that um, that humans have the potential to evolve like other animals, and we could be going through another, you know, spontaneous evolution, which is what Bruce Lipton would actually say. So, anyway, I I, I think that we, we, you know, but the key thing is that I think you're trying to say is that they would have gone for periods without food. Now, yes, absolutely. That's the thing. Now, from a Paleolithic perspective, they had access to only fresh stuff. They weren't preserving much. You know, the concept of salting their food um, probably didn't really come into it because they didn't have salt mines. But they would have dug holes and put, you know, bones into holes and dug them out and then eaten the flesh off the bones, you know, while it was rotting and all that sort of stuff. Um, and that might have been good for bacterial load in the gut and all that sort of thing. But the key thing is they ate fresh food most of the time when they had access to food. But they had to go through periods of um, no food, which we might now call fasting, they would have thought of it as cheap as I'm starving. Um, yes. But it's 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 that concept that it's healthy food and periods of time without food as opposed to three meals a day. So, That's right. Okay, can I just ask you a question, Damo? Yeah. And the same question that you asked Nick. Yes. Where do you sit on fasting and this concept of intermittent fasting? Um, I have always – I've got really good blood sugar control. Really good. So I can actually go without food for ages and not crack it. Um, but some people have... Not crack your stress code? I don't crack my stress code. That's right. I don't crack. I don't... I'm not going to fall down in a heap and start crying. You know when children go without food for a long period of time, they just get beside they themselves and they yep. lose it and there's no way you can't, you can't pull them back the, yep. unless they've got food. So the other day I was in Thailand uh, 31 degrees, beautiful sunshine uh, <laughs> by the pool. It was incredible. Just letting you know. And I was, uh, I went out for lunch with some people that I met there and their little boy hadn't eaten for quite some time. He was a little bit tired and he just burst out crying. And I said, what's going on, Maddie? And he goes, nothing, I'm fine, I'm fine. And, and he's just bawling his eyes out and his parents are just going, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, he'll be fine. And what, what had occurred to me was that he doesn't have very good blood sugar control. And as a result, when he goes without food, he can't, 
go really well because he's grown up always having access to lots of food. Now, there'll be times when I was a little boy that I'd go without lunch just because I just didn't stop running. Um, And then I'd eat dinner really late because I just didn't know when to get off the cricket pitch. But these days, food is, you know, first thing when you wake up, lunchtime's at 12 to 1, and then, you know, morning, afternoon tea breaks, and then you eat when you get home from school, and then you eat again. And so you've always got this constant supply of food, so you're always looking for a source of nutrition uh, from your diet. Um, I think you've got to educate your body to go without food. You just can't go and do a hack on your food, I think, or your diet um, without educating your body to go without food. Because if Amber, my wife, goes without food um, for a period of time, like 10 minutes after her normal food eating time, she's lost it. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. We're going to pull over and we're going to get some food. Otherwise, I'm in trouble. So you've got to educate your body to be fastable. Mm. Fastable. Yeah. That's a I think that's a, that's a very good point. Okay. That's wow. Where, that's where I stand. That, well, and I'm standing right now. That's where you'd stand on. That's where I stand on that. Nice mm. work. All right. So then, Nico, I want to ask you some other hacks. But oh no, let me ask you another hack then. Whilst we've got a bit of time, exercise hacks. I know you love your CrossFit and your exercise. What's your most powerful exercise hack? This is the one that I think people struggle with the most: is just exercising regularly in their life. What yep. do you do that you can share with people? The best exercise hack that you can ever implement is exercising first thing in the day. So if you block out your time, first thing, as soon as you wake up is your exercise time. So you get up an hour earlier, whatever it is, and you set that routine. You've got to do that for three weeks. If you do that for three weeks, you will then have a consistent exercise routine and you'll get to work in the morning or you get to whatever your first appointment is for the day and you'll feel like you've accomplished something. So can't recommend highly enough is getting your exercise done first thing in the morning. Can I ask you a question on behalf of a lot of the people that are listening? Yes. Do you have a hack for the lack of desire to get out of the bed first thing in the morning to actually go and exercise? Do you have a hack for the hack? Yeah. So the hack for the hack is to have a partner in crime that is going to be exercising at the same time as you. So you need to find a friend and you need to commit to each other that you'll both be exercising at the at the particular time and the particular place each day. Absolutely. And no excuses. So you've got to keep each other accountable. Well, you don't stand people up generally in life. So it's you're just spot on. If you think you need a hack for the hack, I would second that a million times. Yeah. Get a buddy. Yeah, that's right. The other thing is four or five alarm clocks. <laughs> Set 30 seconds apart. Would that be and right? Away from the bed. So you have to get out of the bed to mm, actually right. turn the alarm off. Mm. That's right. And what you could also do is you could set up um, sort of like an obstacle course between the bed and the alarm so that you're almost exercising to turn off the alarms. <laughs> and when you get to the last alarm clock, you've landed at your shorts and your sneakers and your top. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and, it's, and, and, and that's in the car. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nico. Yes. Dr. Nick, what do you think of aging? What do I think of aging? I think aging. You're getting old. Uh, I'm getting a little bit old. Not quite. Not quite the godfather of aging yet. <laughs> um, but I think I think it's a scary prospect for a lot of people. I think people fear aging more do than you? they fear. Do you fear aging. Do I fear aging? No, I don't fear aging. I, I fear that I'm going to get to an age where I should be wise and I will have no wisdom. Oh, um, wow. I, I fear that, but I don't fear getting old. I feel like, because let, let's talk about it like seasons. So if you talk about summer, you talk about winter, autumn, those sorts of things, right? Yeah. And whenever I speak to people, they're always complaining about the weather. Either it's too hot 
or too cold. That's a Melbourne thing, though. That, it's, it's a very Melbourne thing, right? Yeah, it's and like coffee. It, it, it is a little bit like coffee. Yeah, you like good coffee. Crap, bad coffee, good coffee. Had a bad coffee this morning. <laughs> that sort of thing, you know? That's right. Gee, it's That's cold. Right. <laughs> and, and so people say, like, apparently next week's supposed to be the coldest week we've had in, in two or ten years or something like that. I don't know. I don't really listen to the weather. Yeah. Anyway, and I was three, talking three to someone today, and they were saying, oh, don't you hate this cold weather? I said, no, I love winter. <laughs> I love winter because you can do wintry things. You can't do wintry things in summer. You can only do summery things in summer. And so I said, but I also love summer for the summery things. So you've got to kind of enjoy each stage of life as you get to it because you only get to experience it once. So really enjoy being a kid while you're a kid and then really enjoy being a teenager, really enjoy being a young adult, really enjoy being old, say like 40, you know, um, and then enjoy every process from every stage from then on. Um, and I think each stage of life comes with its own challenges and and opportunities to grow and learn, I think. How old are you now, Nico? 18? I am 29. 29, nearly 30. Nearly. Oh, yeah. Damn, I don't know about you, but right, I don't right. think Nick Gentile has any, uh, can, should have any concern about the concept not of aging. He has no idea, Nick. He has no idea. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, Nico, yeah, I think you're right. The whole season thing is great and it should be enjoyed. And I love that you love winter or you love every season. It's just about tackling each day. And um, since starting 100 Not Out, Marcus has taught me um, just through our investigations that every stage of aging is awesome. And it is. Yes, absolutely. And, and I don't think you have any fear, Nick, of getting old without the wisdom because you've yeah, already you've got, it. Uh, you've got it. wisdom in bucket loads at 29. Oh, why, thank you. Thank you. And I think I think the important thing for people to remember is that they are eternal, so they're, they're not going to change. They're, they're, they may get older, but they're still the same person. So I've seen a lot of a lot of people, particularly at my CrossFit, you know, in their in their sixties and close to seventies, still CrossFitting. So if that's something you want to do when you're getting on towards the twilight years of your life, there's no reason that you can't do things. I think people fear aging because they think it's going to change their lifestyle too much. Just from a perception perspective, because just before we finish up, mate, you used a word there called twilight. Now one thing I've learned is that we've got one hundred year olds that we've been interviewing and they're up to, up to date with technology. So twilight for me seems to be relatively subjective because some people think that their twilight years are from when they're 65 and they retire and other people don't start their twilight years till they're 100. Yep. What's your perception on twilight years at the ripe young age of 29? When do you reckon twilight begins? Well, I think, I think twilight is all about how close you are to your life purpose at, at the time. So when I was um, studying to be a chiropractor, I was so excited to be finished. I just wanted to be done. I just wanted to be out there and adjusting people and helping people. So when I look back, that was almost a bit of a twilight period for me because yeah. you're kind of looking forward or, or looking behind of what mm -hmm. you had. But mm -hmm. um, in terms of if you want to put a, a, a years on it, I would say your twilight's probably 75 plus, I would be saying. Okay. You've got a lot of wisdom by 75, so... Yeah. Chocolate. You are very wise. The twilight, the twilight is either going to be a beautiful long uh, setting into the sun, or it's yeah, or for a lot of people, it's not a beautiful twilight. So mm. it's just uh, that's where the wisdom comes into it. Nick, you've been incredible, and you know what, Nick, I'm Tell very me. excited to hear you on stage with your Vitality Hacker co-hosts, mm. Jay and Hannah, mm. at this year's Wellness Summit. Your verve and your enthusiasm is infectious, and I know we've had a lot of feedback uh, from people listening to Vitality Hackers that have enjoyed every single bit of what you've said. They've hung on every word. Mm -hmm. So we can't wait to see you in August in Melbourne at the summit. 
Oh, I'm very excited to be there. No, it's going to be great. Thank you so much for joining us on 100 on Out, Dr. Nick Gentile. You've been an absolute legend. And as always, may the rest of your life be the best of your life. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Damo, the godfather, thank you so much, as always, for your wisdom. Great man. Remember, folks, we would love to hear your feedback. There are many ways you can provide it. Go to thewellnesscouch.com to check out 100 Not Out. Give us your feedback and check out all of the other podcasts there. Also, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and check out all 17 shows at thewellnesscouch.com, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, we'll see you at the summit. And as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.